Good morning for Tuesday, May 19, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Ramadi's fall weakens rule of premier. Former captives in Nigeria tell of mass rapes. And rivalry leads to nine deaths and 170 bikers charged in Waco. In today's national news, Obama puts focus on a success by the police. Obstacles abound to controlling the speed of trains, and dense breast tissue isn't always a high cancer risk. In today's business headlines, regulators set a hearing on recalls by Fiat Chrysler, and 69 overlooked red flags catch up to a stockbroker. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Baghdad. Ramadi's fall weakens rule of premier. Reported by Timurangyo. As Shiite militiamen began streaming toward Ramadi on Monday to try to reverse the loss of the city to the Islamic State, the defeat has given new momentum to Prime Minister Haider al-Adlabadi's rivals within his own Shiite political bloc. At the urging of American officials who sought to sideline the militias, a body had, in effect, gambled that the combination of United States airstrikes and local Sunni tribal fighters would be able to drive Islamic State fighters out of the city, as fighting intensified in recent weeks. The hope was that a victory in Ramadi could also serve as a push for a broader offensive to retake the Sunni heartland of Anbar province. But as the setback brought the Shiite militias and their Iranian backers back into the picture in Anbar, intensified Shiite infighting appeared to leave the Prime Minister more vulnerable than ever. And it presented a new example of how developments on the Iraqi battlefield have sometimes instantly shifted political currents in the country. A body does not have a strong challenge from Iraqi Sunnis or Iraqi Kurds, said Ahmed Ali, an Iraqi analyst in Washington with the Education for Peace in Iraq Center. It's from the Shia side, said Ali. Abadi's rivals within Iraq's Shiite political bloc have been accusing him for months of doing too much to work with Sunnis rather than empowering the militias and fellow Shiites. He became prime minister with backing from the United States on the belief that he would be a more inclusive leader than his predecessor, Nuri Kamal al-Maliki, and would reach out to the country's minority Sunni Arabs and Kurds. Abadi has done so by pushing for the arming of local Sunni tribesmen and reaching a deal with the Kurds to share oil revenue. But at every turn, he's been thwarted by powerful Shiite leaders with links to Iran. Now, the latest setback in Ramadi has given Abadi's rivals more ammunition. Some Shiite politicians, including Maliki, and powerful militia leaders linked to Iran, whose fighters are now preparing to fight in Anbar, have become increasingly critical of Abadi. Either they've spoken out themselves, or news media outlets they control have taken aim at the Prime Minister through distorted coverage that has highlighted security failures in Anbar. There is an essential paradox to Abadi's leadership thus far. In nearly every way, he's proved to be the inclusive leader mandated by the United States, reaching out to Sunnis and Kurds and seeking consensus. 
but within Iraq, he's increasingly viewed as weak and unable to effectively shift Iraq's tragic trajectory. This term, inclusive personality, I only hear from foreigners, said Hanan Fatlawi, a Shiite lawmaker who is one of Abadi's most vocal critics. He was weak from the start.